All right, boys and girls, this is episode one, installment one. This is more of a, I feel like an exhibition type show as uh, there's obviously no race next weekend with the Super Bowl, but uh, we do have the clash coming up. This is going to be the Black Flag playbook and it should come out every Thursday night uh, or Friday morning every week of the NASCAR season. So uh, I am your host, one of the OGs, one of the founders of the Black Flag podcast. I am Brad Saucier at Vsauce96. Across from me on this Zoom call is Reagan Parent at Reagan Parent 17. We are what some might call degenerate gamblers. And um, I think that that's a bad word. So if you have a gambling problem, dial like 1-800-GAMBLER or something like that. So um, we're not going to like bet the house on anything. We're just going to throw out some picks uh, throughout this show. And we're going to go over uh, who, uh, who who so far is, uh, at least who Vegas thinks is the favorite and uh, who we have as some of our favorites and uh so I talked about it on this week's podcast, but uh, last year, obviously, we did our picks, the BFP picks, and you can only use a driver a handful of times. And I don't know if it was luck or if I'm just halfway good at this, but I picked the winner uh, fairly often. And a lot of times I didn't bet on the winner. So I'm going to go into this season hoping that this show will actually help me pick the winner and then also bet on the winner. And uh, hopefully people can trail me if I'm on a hot streak. But uh, obviously, only one guy wins. So um Basically, we're going to go over the odds and who is the favorite going into this week. So um, basically, we're just going to go through at least I'm going to use DraftKings Sportsbook and uh, from the majority of mine. But obviously, DraftKings Sportsbook is legal in New Hampshire for mobile gambling, Connecticut for mobile gambling. I believe New York, Pennsylvania and Massachusetts should be live in March. Do you know anything about that, Reagan? Yeah, Massachusetts uh, should be live in March. I also did all the Barstool Sportsbook, which is what's available near me as well as Rhode Island. So we should have pretty much everything covered. Yeah, so I believe FanDuel is also available in Connecticut. So uh, some of the odds might be a little bit different on what you're what you're looking at. But DraftKings seems to be the one that's the most uh, easily available. So and it, I actually did see an article this morning, which is kind of fitting to have the first episode of the show uh, today is that. Uh, Maine is actually working towards a, a summer rollout, trying to get the uh, mobile gambling legalized by June. So hopefully by the time Loudon comes around, I can place a bet before I make it over to the racetrack. But starting off with the Bush Light Clash at the Coliseum, obviously they've only raced there once and there's not really a huge notebook. But uh, as you would expect, Vegas has Joey Logano as the favorite. Joey Logano and Chase Elliott are both at plus 750. Uh, Kyle Larson is... Christopher Bell, those are three and four, both at plus 800. And uh, Kyle Busch is at plus 900. So just looking at those, I would kind of just assume that uh, Vegas is putting Joey Logano as the favorite because um, obviously he won last year, but also Chase Elliott is the is basically tied with him in odds. Just I feel like there's probably a lot of money flowing in on Chase so far this weekend. Obviously, he's a fan favorite, and uh, I feel like a lot of the fair weather NASCAR fans that might be at the Clash this weekend are, uh, are going to be pulling for him. Yeah, as well, and uh, so Joey Logano coming off last year championship won the first won the clash last year. I don't think that the momentum will continue for him, even though he's the number one favorite right now. Definitely with Chase Elliott being at seven fifty fan favorite, a lot of people like him. That's definitely gonna help his odds drop down lower. So uh, Larson and Bella plus eight hundred. Those two guys, good racers. Christopher Bell. Ran really good in the race last year. I like both their odds as well as Kyle Busch with the new team this year at plus 900. 
So, so going off of those, those top five, those are obviously what Vegas thinks are the top five. I, I also wouldn't really put those five as if I had to pick five drivers right now, those wouldn't be the exact five that I would pick. If you, uh, if you scroll a little bit further down, there's uh, I would say that uh, some of the best value that you're going to find is um, at least for me starting right off with um, honestly, once you get into the plus a thousand, you go, you go Ryan Blaney, Denny Hamlin, and then William Byron at plus 1,200. And Tyler Reddick is at plus 1,400. And I honestly like the odds of all those guys right there. I would, um, I'm kind of surprised that Tyler Reddick has, has such bad odds just going off of the fact that he was going to be the dominant car last year. He obviously broke going to a new team. Um, you got to think that at least what 2311 is built up in the last year is kind of, uh, I don't know. I just I just feel like they're a stronger team than than RCR has been in the past. So I feel like it's it's slightly an upgrade, maybe maybe just a little bit. But um, definitely looking forward to see what he can bring to the table this weekend in the clash. Obviously, given uh, a second opportunity at it. But um, so the obviously the long shots are going to make more money if you gamble on them, and they're probably long shots for a reason in a lot of ways. But uh, looking forward even to like the Daytona 500. Uh, Michael McDowell's odds to win the Daytona 500 this year are pretty pretty nuts. Um, I believe it was like plus like ten thousand or something like that the last time I looked. Um, and obviously he won the race two years ago, so it, it's just actually well, it's actually dropped down. Uh, well, I guess he is thirty plus thirty five hundred right yeah, now. Yeah, DraftKings has McDowell plus thirty five hundred. So these lines will move when they first opened up. I, I think that. You get a lot. You could get really lucky if you're right on the ball. Obviously, I live in Maine, so I got to be in New Hampshire when they come out. But they kind of just set like a bunch of drivers at plus ten thousand. And uh, the last time I looked, he was actually down in that group, which he obviously shouldn't be. But um, you can kind of catch Vegas slipping every once in a while. But um, so just just looking at the clash, obviously that's what the the race that we have this coming weekend. Um, going back to last year, some guys like. William Byron, Christopher Bell, Eric Jones ran top five all race. Um, Kyle Busch obviously finished second. Justin Haley, Tyler Reddick, those guys were all uh, those guys were all dumb fast pretty much throughout the whole weekend. Uh, obviously, some of them had some misfortune. Haley getting wrecked by Kyle Larson, Tyler Reddick breaking. Kyle Busch just got rooted out of the way by obviously the eventual winner Logano. So, um, just looking at all of those guys, you're going to find some really good value on uh, on all of them, obviously, and. Um, uh, even even going into so we're going to talk about obviously gambling with a sports book and also doing a little bit of daily fantasy as well. And um, there's a couple guys on on the list. Uh, obviously, I'm going to make a DraftKings lineup. I'm sure you will as well. And um, a lot of people will kind of navigate towards those as as DraftKings sportsbook, FanDuel sportsbook. Those things are legal throughout the entire United States. So um, you can just obviously plug and play, think or pick whoever you think is going to win. But uh, there's some strategy involved where you kind of have to wait till after qualifying to see what a guy's value really is. Whereas, um, so just right off the bat before qualifying, you don't know where these guys are going to start. But I think Ryan Priest is criminally underrated. Um, he's he's at six thousand, which is the basically DraftKings sports or a, a fantasy daily fantasy is based off of how much a driver costs is like who's the favorite. So. For anyone that doesn't know, um, I believe Chase Elliott, Joey Logano, those guys were up there. Uh, even Kyle Busch was up in like uh, costing ten thousand um, dollars, and you get like a limit of, uh, I believe it's fifty, and you got to pick what is it, five, six guys, uh, so, six drivers with fifty thousand dollars to spend. Yeah, so you you got to kind of try to balance how much you're going to spend on a certain guy, 
And I had a couple notes that uh, basically was some guys that caught my eye. William Byron, right at the top of the list, he's he's only eighty four hundred dollars. Which um, obviously this is going to be based on you're, you're going to want to see if uh, he qualifies really well because if he qualifies in the top, you know, four or five, that's really not great because you get a ton of points on daily fantasy by just getting passing points. So if he's going to end up qualifying, you know, fifteenth, sixteenth, something like that, then um, you're definitely going to want to jump on the, on uh, his bandwagon. Eric Jones. Um, six sixty three hundred. I have uh, I have him down as well, just to go with uh, Ryan Priest at, at six thousand. Which those guys um, typically overachieve in the equipment that they're given, and uh, I, I feel like it's one of those lines where they looked at Ryan Priest's stats from last year in a Rick Ware racing number fifteen car, and uh, haven't really applied that to the fact that he's going to be driving a Stuart Haas car. And uh, I have some big big uh, hopes for Stuart Haas racing this year. So. Those are three of the guys that I'm looking at in daily fantasy. I don't know if you have uh, any three or if you have some of the same or uh, what you got. I have some of the same with having Priest and having Eric Jones too. Uh, a couple of different ones that I had down than you. I have the number 54 this year of Ty Gibbs coming in with his first start driving for his grandfather in Kyle Busch's old car. He's at 5,300. Which, as long as he makes the race, which in that equipment I believe he will, I think he, he's definitely worth taking the hit to try to get people that are better, like your Bushes or your Bell or Elliot, who cost the $10,000 that it is to buy somebody. Uh, as well as him, I also looked at Justin Haley, who is at 5300 right next to him. But the only thing about Justin Haley this year compared to last year's, last year's Bushlight class. Uh, clash was the first race with the new car with the next gen cars so that being an even playing field for everybody showing up there not having any idea no setup no notebook not really much knowledge on the car that was what was able to help a small team like Haley run up front in that race whereas this year everybody having a full season a full notebook all the info they have on the cars I, I don't think he'll do as good this year but if he runs as close to what he did he's worth the value at 5400 yeah, I had I had him down initially as well, and I did I did cross that out just because of the fact that he did run so well last year, and no one else had a notebook, and and just I I don't want to say it was one of those fluke deals because I could definitely see him like getting a top ten this year, but uh, I just don't think he's going to be able to repeat how fast he was last year. I mean, he was running in the top three or four basically the whole race till he got wrecked. Um, one guy that's obviously out of the same stable that I did see on uh, Daily Fantasy was uh, AJ Allmendinger, uh, fifty eight hundred dollars. That's going to be a steal, I believe. Um, he's going to be one of those guys that I don't I don't see him basically just going out there and dick stomping and qualifying in the top 10, but that's one of those guys that I feel like you're going to be able to see him start 22nd, 23rd, like somewhere a little bit further down. Somebody that'll make the race. Yeah, someone that'll just make the race, and then obviously being a smart race car driver, a good short track guy, ran in the top 10 a lot of last year as well. I feel like he's going to make his way to the front, so... Basically, if I had to give you you uh, four guys to really look at that I, I believe are very underrated in uh, daily fantasy uh, for this weekend, I'm going to go with Ryan Priest at six thousand, Eric Jones at sixty three hundred, William Byron at eighty four hundred, AJ Allmendinger at fifty eight hundred, and I don't know. I, Justin Haley is a tough one for me. Austin Dillon's at fifty seven hundred, and and he finished second or he finished third last year, but he ran up up front for a lot of the race. Kind of can see him being a sleeper, but I, I don't look at him as a really a good racer pretty much anywhere. So, uh, 
No, and especially here having the heat races and stuff, like there's people that have the plus nine thousand odds that might not even make the race. Like they have to race their way in. It's not like any typical NASCAR race. This race, there's only twenty seven drivers starting. So qualifying is a big thing on Saturday night. Sets all the heat race lineups, which again will adjust your DraftKings lineup come that night, see where people are starting in their heat races. If somebody's starting third, you know they're on the bottom, it's gonna be better off. Yeah, I believe that this year is going to be a lot different than last year. Obviously, when we went into last year, it was kind of weird. They uh, didn't really have any backup cars. There was a lot of talk that they weren't going to be able to basically have a primary. And a lot of teams, I don't believe, did have a backup car at Daytona for the 500. Um, So they're kind of just like, I feel like, pussyfooting around. And I feel like this year is going to be a lot of beating and banging, a lot more contact. And uh, that's why um, I think that... uh, I don't know, a couple couple of veteran guys like that might shine. And uh, I think that, honestly, I don't believe Logano is going to repeat, but I can see him getting in the ring and kind of throwing his throwing his weight around. He's obviously a pretty aggressive race car driver. But uh, before we get too much further, uh, this this uh, Black Flag playbook for uh, at least the next month is going to be brought to you by Only Podiums. Uh, our buddy Jay, I believe he's down at the Freedom Factory running his four-banger. Uh, was fastest uh, this so far, I believe, in practice. And uh, I think the last snap I got, he was changing a motor. So... Um, not, not great so far down there for him, but, uh, he, he has some fantastic, fantastic wear, uh, t-shirts and, and, uh, I believe he's got some hats, stuff like that. I know, uh, I ended, ended up giving uh, Amanda one of my sweatshirts. She wears it all the time. So, um, definitely we wear his stuff proudly and, uh, it looks cool. Obviously it's a spinoff of the only podium or the only uh, fans thing. Um, and, uh, it looks, it looks cool. And if, uh, you see him around, be sure to go ask him how to get one of his shirts, support the people that support us. We definitely appreciate it. But uh, going off of that, um, we are also going to talk today about uh, the championship odds. I'm going to go down the the line kind of uh, quickly, kind of just uh, breeze over it as uh, the odds will obviously change. But the start of the year right now, Chase Elliott is the odds on favorite uh, at uh, plus 550. Kyle Larson is plus 600. Denny Hamlin is plus 800. Ryan Blaney. Uh, plus a thousand and uh william byron is plus 1200 and uh that's that to me is uh i mean i get the first three it's a kind of weird group in my opinion as uh as a top five for the championship obviously it's early but it seems like a kind of weird group yeah for sure i mean you're looking at boiney who didn't even win a race last year obviously hoping to not do that again this year and byron who did okay, but I didn't see him anywhere being near a championship contender last year come the end of the season. So it's interesting to see that. Denny Hamlin, of course, just trying to get one before he retires. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna just basically go out on a limb and we're we're gonna give our top three uh championship favorites for uh or going into this year. And um it's I mean it's tough to look at this and just see so many guys just so spread out everywhere. But honestly I'm gonna I'm gonna start with uh man I I think I gotta go with Kyle Larson um it it's a toss up to me between Kyle Larson or Chase Elliott one of them has to be in your top three I believe uh, at least my top three just just because they they were fairly not dominant last year but they were dominant the year before and and Chase won a bunch of races last year and I just see that I just feel like Hendrick is uh, such a powerhouse but. Um, it being such a level playing field and, and no one really having a ton of notes last year, I think kind of was at a disadvantage for Kyle Larson, who I believe only picked up a couple wins. So 
I'm going to go with Kyle Larson as, uh, as my number one pick. Don't have to go too far for uh, the number two. Uh, I'm going to go with Denny Hamlin, uh, plus 800 for Denny, plus 600 for Kyle Larson. I like both of those guys. Just right off the start, before the season starts, before we even hit uh, the tire hits the road, I think that those two guys are going to be uh, in the final four for sure. And um, then then I'm going to go a little bit further down. Um I'm I'm looking at Tyler Reddick at plus fifteen hundred. I think that I mean that guy. He he's been kind of hindered in the past. I don't I don't know how. Maybe it's going to be a little bit different now. You got a big name like Kyle Busch, but it, being in the eight car, I feel like it's never been anyone's advantage. Uh, you're obviously going to be the second fiddle there to Austin Dillon, as uh as he's obviously part of the family. But I just feel like I mean Tyler Reddick at some point during the season. Maybe it's halfway through. Maybe it's early on. Maybe it's right at the end. But I feel like he's obviously going to make the playoffs, and I think he's just going to just go out there and light the world on fire. So, uh, if I had to give three championship picks right now, those are going to be my three: Kyle Larson, Denny Hamlin, and Tyler Reddick. Mine aren't that far off from you. I'm definitely on board the Team Hendrick clan. My number one championship pick for this year is the 48 of Alex Bowman. After last year getting injured, he would have been in the playoffs in contention, unfortunately, due to the new cars last year and whatnot and safety problems. That's probably the only reason why he was eliminated to be able to keep going. But this year coming back, I think he'll do really good. My second pick was Tyler Reddick at plus 1,500. You just had him too. He's moving over to 2311. I feel like he has something to prove with his leaving – uh, the eight car last year and my third pick it's got to be the nine of chase elliott the odds on favorite right now and i don't know how you can't not have him as the favorite he's ran he's been in the final four probably four out of the last five years now yeah i mean he's he's certainly going to be hard to beat i i just just want to kind of spread out some of the love it's just hard i feel like to have two of those guys go in uh to the final four honestly i believe that both of them probably will but i just wanted to pick one of them um but i i believe uh the same thing you believe i think that it's going to be a big year for hendrick i can kind of see i don't i don't want to say gibbs is going to be um like have a down year at all because obviously they're gonna go out there and rattle off wins but um i just i don't know that Danny Hamlin's still going to contend for races. Martin Truex will still be good at the mile and a half, the few short tracks. I don't know how good Ty Gibbs is going to be this year, running for his grandfather now. I think he'll he'll get his top five, so run up front in some races. I just I don't see him being a that car for Joe Gibbs racing at least this year. Yeah, I just think it's going to be it's going to be tough with uh, Ty Gibbs obviously coming over to try to. I don't know. You you always hear how one guy gets like a lot of the uh you know a lot of the attention a lot of the work show up to the racetrack with a little bit better car and i just feel like uh having ty gibbs over there is uh i don't know it might be a little bit of a downfall i can see truex having a pretty terrible year uh i'd say that'll probably go out there and, and win six seven races but i think chris bell chris bell and denny win new hampshire like every year yeah chris bell and denny hamlin will still be uh be pretty good i, I believe so um those are my three those are your three and uh so we're going to, uh, before we get to basically the, the ending, basically we're going to end every show with our uh, playbook plays of the weekend, but we're going to go to a uh, non-racing bet of the week presented by Team Cosmo, which I believe you have a, uh, a whole spreadsheet of, uh, of prop bets and teams to pick through, or two of them, I guess, coming up this next weekend. That I do, because next weekend, no racing, so we'll be off. So I got us a bunch of Super Bowl stuff in. 
I got the Chiefs plus one and a half and the Eagles minus one and a half. Or you could just take them at money line. Either way, it's a pretty even game. I'm on the Chiefs personally. I'm just going to take them money line plus one and a half. But that's no fun. The real fun of the Super Bowl is all the prop bets. You got the coin flip. You got what color is the Gatorade going to be. This year, I'm taking heads for the coin flip at plus 100 even money. I've been seeing a lot of stuff on social media about heads or tails and people placing a lot of money on tails and all this other stuff. So I'm going against everybody that I'm seeing. I'm taking heads on that. And then the Gatorade color. I got the whole odds on that. Orange is going to be at plus 350. Blue is going to be at plus 400. Yellow is going to be at plus 400. Red is going to be at plus 450. Clear or water is at plus 500. Purple is at plus 750. And no Gatorade dump at all is at plus 1,000. Which a Gatorade dump is like, it's got to happen at every Super Bowl. I don't see how you take the plus 1,000 odds on that and not have a Gatorade dump. Orange, everybody likes orange. Last year with the Rams, the color was blue. I don't know. It's tough. I, I don't hate a yellow Gatorade. I don't hate a blue, and I don't hate an orange, but I don't think it's red. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't think I'm going to be putting any money on the color of the Gatorade, and I honestly just don't. I, I, my heart is telling me to lean the Chiefs. I uh, obviously had the, I had the Bengals to win the Super Bowl, uh, placed the future a couple weeks ago, and just – Obviously, that didn't end up working out. Um, it's just tough because, like, I, I feel like I'm so disconnected from this Super Bowl. Like, I kind of just don't give a shit. And um, I think it's going to be a good game. Obviously, you got two elite quarterbacks. And uh, I just I, – I don't think that at this point I'm going to bet against Patrick Mahomes even if he does have one leg. But the Gatorade props, I mean, plus 1,000, get some money if, uh, if, if it ends up – if they don't dump at all, but I don't think that'll happen. Oh, oh okay. So that was don't dump at all. I thought that was like a yeah. water or something. No, water's uh, plus 500. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, yeah, I missed that one. I was actually looking through the props. I was trying to find the uh, the national anthem and ha- the over-under on how. Oh, I believe it was a minute 36 when I seen it. And Luke Combs is going to be singing it. You got to take the over. I don't know how you don't take the over on the on the national anthem. Luke Combs taking his time. The song's going over. So, so this is going to be a this is going to be a, a topic that comes up a lot, or not a topic, I guess, but it's going to be basically how I uh, I try to present some of these. But so the way that I like to bet, because I think that Vegas is very smart. Obviously, they have they set a line for a reason. A lot of people obviously manipulate that line, but the way that I bet. So if the if the Kansas City Chiefs are plus one and a half, I'm going to take a same game parlay. Doesn't pay off a lot, but it does pay a little bit more when it does. Um, and I'll probably just buy a couple more points and buy them at plus three and a half. So that or plus, yeah, plus three and a half. So that means basically they either win or they lose by three, you still make money. And uh, sometimes it, it, I won't even do a parlay, but I usually look at the over under and then buy a couple more points there just just because there's so often in gambling where uh, you like see, a safety net. But yeah, you, you see so often in gambling that like the over under is 42 and the, it just hits 41 and you're like, of course it did. Like they, they just know it's like, obviously the NFL's rigged has been going, has been going around for uh, the last couple of weeks and the last couple of days at least. And uh, it just feels like that sometimes I know it's not, um, but 
it uh yeah I, I like to buy points either way so honestly when i give out race picks um and uh who i think is going to win if you can find them at plus three or not plus three sorry top three or top five that's going to be uh that's going to be my locks or are going to be those, you know give you three drivers that's going to win and i recommend highly taking them at top three or top five because you never know what's going to happen at the end of a race guy can dominate and then slip up and falls to second and then you're going to kick yourself so I honestly don't like to pick winners straight up a lot. You make a lot more money when you do it that way, but I'm a, I'm a pretty conservative gambler. So unfortunately for the clash this week, they do not have any top three or top five bets available yet. So um, you're stuck with just having some winners, but um, again, I'm going to go. I think that I'm leaning chiefs. My heart's telling me the chiefs and uh, so I'll be on that bandwagon with you. And I think that you got to absolutely hammer the over for the national anthem. If it is at one, one minute, 30 seconds, those country guys love to just draw that shit out. So I want it's between a minute 30 and a minute 40. I was looking at the odds and discussing it with a kid that I was talking to in my class earlier today. The yeah. other thing with the chiefs and Eagles game I'm taking is the under the under in the last five games in the playoffs, the under has hit in four out of five with only one game going over by just a couple points. And this game is going to be a defensive game. The Super Bowl always is. The past few years, they've always just been low-scoring games. So I'm going on under here, 50 and a half. Sounds good. Sounds good. So, again, that was the non-racing bet of the week presented by Team Cosmo. Thank you again to Scott Fowler for uh, jumping on board, a big supporter of uh, everything that we do around here. And uh, the last thing, last but not least – is uh, obviously the playbook plays of the weekend, which we just gave you the non-racing ones, but now we're going to get into our actual race picks for the clash. That is going to be presented by Allen's Photography. Thank you to Chris Allen for uh, jumping on board. Uh, Reagan actually was a sub-in photographer for him uh, this past year at the SRX event. Uh, Chris followed us around, took a bunch of pictures, uh, got some selfies with some drivers, and uh, we obviously appreciate him jumping on board. Take some sick pictures. Came to us, uh, came to the hockey game with us um and uh just he, he wants to help promote some of his uh facebook work so i go over there and uh like alan's photography we'll make a post tomorrow and uh tag his uh his page and also a uh, happy belated birthday to him so um the playbooks the playbook plays of the weekend uh picks for the clash i mean just give me your top three and just we're locking them in right now top three william byron kyle bush ryan priest all right. I mean, I, I like it. I'm I'm trying to find a reason to change up what I already have down. So um, obviously, man, I mean, it, it's going to sound I, I don't trust the clash. Right. So obviously they only race there once a year um, and it's only been once. So and, and a lot of things happened last year where you just don't know what's going to happen this year. I am going to actually uh, I'm going to go with Kyle Bush is my number one. Uh, I said on the podcast this past week that uh, Christopher Bell was that was just a kind of uh just like a, a lob in the pan, just because someone else had already taken Kyle Bush. Someone already took Tyler Reddick as well. So I had to go with uh, the third option that was just uh, sitting there at the top of my mind. Knew he ran well last year. So Kyle Bush is my number one. I I think that this year, I don't know. I Man, something's telling me, like I talked about it earlier, that Chase Elliott's just going to win. And again, I think that Kyle Bush is still my number one. Throughout this week, ever since I even started thinking about it, Kyle Bush, Kyle Bush, Kyle Bush, Kyle Bush. I, I, I think that Kyle Bush is going to go out there. He's going to win the race. And I can just see him with that stupid bow in front of millions of people. And I just, I feel like that's what we're going to see. But if, but my number two is going to go, it's going to go to Chase Elliott just because uh, he's obviously good on the short tracks. 
had some misfortune last year. He was running fairly well. I just think that he's going to have a good day. And, uh, and man, I, I guess I got to stay true to my first pick. I don't want to lead anyone astray from the podcast. They listen to that and they, uh, they listen back to this one as well. And, and I'll go with the number 20 of, uh, of Christopher Bell. Um, so the odds on those three, unfortunately, aren't great. Chase Elliott, we already went over, was uh, plus 750. Kyle Busch was plus 900. And uh, Chris Rebell is plus 800. So, I honestly, I had Tyler Reddick on my uh, on my board as well. I would love to bet on Ryan Priest. I'd love to see him go out there and absolutely dick stomp him. But uh, I'm going to stick to him in Daily Fantasy because I think he's going to have a great day. But uh, I just, man, I, I, I would love to see it. But I just don't see him parking it in victory lane uh, first race out with SHR crew. No, it's one of those things that you'd love to see happen, though. I mean, last year he ran pretty much, I don't want to say garbage because everybody had the same equipment, but a Rick Ware racing car is nothing compared to a Stuart Haas car. I mean, as much as they're affiliated, they're really not. Uh, last year, Priest did a lot of the sim work and stuff for SHR. I think this year he'll have a good year, and especially with the class being the short track that it is, People are going to be using the bumpers. I don't know. He's one of the guys that I just think you'd see towards the front of a race like this. It's the same reason why I picked Byron and Bush. Like the past couple of years, they've just been short track guys. I mean, Byron, you see him run, I don't know how many super late model races the past year and a half or so. I feel like that's going to help him in a short track style race like this, even though it's just going to be bumpers into the corner. Yeah, I, I definitely, uh, when I when I first started looking at it, we uh, we kind of this is like the one one thing we're gonna obviously get better at this. But uh, before we even started recording, we fired over our top three, and we had almost similar top threes. And uh, so I had to try to change mine up a little bit. But uh, I my, I'm just still so set on the Kyle Busch pick. I, I think Kyle Busch is gonna have uh, he's gonna have a good clash. He's gonna go out there and win the thing. And uh, I honestly uh, we say that, but with uh, with uh, my luck, I guess. At, uh, at times, I feel like he's either going to go out there and win or he's going to be mired in the back. Or honestly, you never know. He might not make the race, which I don't see that happening. But uh, they uh, they obviously added a couple more cars this year and uh, they're not going to send as many guys home. But it's going to be uh, it's definitely going to be a tough race. I think it's going to be a lot of beating and banging, like I said. And uh, I just I just see Kyle Busch coming out on top. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, those are those are going to be uh, our top three. We already obviously went over the uh, the daily fantasy picks. Definitely, uh, I think you, we uh, we both can go along and say William Byron and Ryan Priest in a uh, in a daily fantasy lineup. Those uh, those should absolutely be your locks. William Byron eighty four hundred, Ryan Priest six thousand. I think that those guys, regardless, um, even if you know, even if William Byron starts in the top five, even if Priest starts, you know, eighth or whatever. I just I feel like that regardless where they start, you're not going to get the points for them making their way up through the field. But I think they're just going to end up finishing solid and running fast throughout the whole day. So definitely go with those guys and. Uh, Again, this is this is just the Black Flag playbook. This is a little uh, bonus episode for everyone that will happen uh, before every race um, weekend, I guess. So next weekend, we won't have a show. This is just a little exhibition, a little teaser. Next uh, next race will be obviously the Daytona 500, and we'll record next Thursday. And uh, again, we want to thank you to uh, only podiums, uh, Jay Townsend. I want to send a thank you to them. Um, Allen's Photography, Chris Allen, thank you to him as well. And Team Cosmo, thank you to Scott Fowler. Again, uh, DraftKings, FanDuel, those are uh, those are both legal in, in uh, Connecticut. So get your get your uh, bets in there. DraftKings in New Hampshire, DraftKings and FanDuel in uh, New York as well. And uh, good luck. And uh, if we lead you astray, is that a, is that a word? Astray, lead you astray. 
yeah. yeah, English is tough sometimes. If we lead you astray at this race, this race is definitely the toughest, I think, to gamble on throughout the whole season because you just don't know. I mean, it's it's just going to be... Either this or the plate tracks coming up, but the 500's a tough one too, just because oh. you know the big one's coming at some point. I mean, the race we were at when Michael McDowell won, I could have had a million dollars to bet on the field, and I don't think I was betting him one second. No, I, I don't I don't think that as well. I honestly uh, betting on a play track is hard, but I had some I had some pretty good luck there last year, and uh, I honestly the, the clash is just its own its own animal. I feel like the uh, at, at the Talladega Fall race, I believe I had uh, I don't remember who I had. I think I had Blaney and someone else or. Eric Jones and I don't know. I had some, I had someone and both I had them. I only pick them to finish in the top three or top five. And uh, they both, they both finished in the top three or five and I ended up winning a bunch of money on that one. So uh, looking forward to actually gambling on the Daytona 500. I, I just got, I got the same feeling I got on Kyle Busch on a different driver and it's, it's probably not anyone, anyone's really going to think. And uh, hopefully my mind doesn't change in the next uh, week and a half. Cause uh, I'm going to be excited to tell everyone about it on uh, Thursday of the Daytona 500, but uh, again, this is the Black Flag Playbook. I am at Vsauce96 on all things social media. You are Reagan Parent at Reagan Parent 17 on all things social media, and uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks.